0: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 120 and today's topic is Power Book 2 Ghost, Episode 7 of Season 2, Forced My Hand is the title and... 50 Cent just posted on IG that Power Book 2 Ghost is trending nationwide, number seven of the crime drama series. That is so dope. Shout out to 50, shout out to Courtney Kim, shout out to stars and all of the actors and actresses that put in that work. Y'all are doing the damn thing. Happy Sunday to my podcast family. If you are new to the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so happy to have you here. Um, I do cover all All things 50 Cent. (laughs) Whatever show he puts out, we support over here. Uh, We support the whole Power Universe. We support BMF. We're going to support the new uh, show he has coming out with Snoop Dogg of the 1994 uh, murder trial. We're going to support the Flores Brothers, which he's saying is going to be like a Narcos version. They were the two brothers that testified against El Chapo. I cover everything Narcos everything snowfall number one uh and uh, i do big sky queens cruel summer and the list goes on and a lot of nostalgia i'm a big fan of the 90s and 80s era um documentaries movies whatever and if you want to email me or inbox me, that is fine. If you have a recap that you would like for me to, rec- that you would like to request for me, so recap or review, hit me up. You can find me on social media, Alicia Shanice for Facebook, Alicia Shanice Reviews for Instagram, and Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me for any of your requests. I will recap documentaries, movies, TV shows, and music albums. Um, That's pretty much all of my church announcements. I probably won't be back on to Wednesday night for my Queens recap. Um, It's a nice snowy day here in the ATL, so I will be spending the rest of my day writing because, you know, we're trying to get that novel out that I cannot wait to share with you guys. Um, Let me see here. I'm going to give this episode probably about an eight and a half. It was pretty, pretty fire, and we about to get into it. We about to break you down, but we about to dissect it like we do over here on this platform when we get into that power universe streets. <laughs> Sorry, y'all, I had to do that. <laughs> the description reads, Tariq finds himself on a quest for normalcy, which is not in arm's reach as he returns to school and attempts to find evidence of his innocence helping Tariq as always are Davis and Sachs. so that was the description let's get into it and talk Power Book 2 Ghost episode 7 name is Shanice and she's the one her name is Shanice And she's the one. So I forgot to say also, they just released a trailer. I hope you guys caught it. If you didn't, it is on YouTube. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Will Smith is the producer. He is um, bringing back out The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It will be like a drama series. It will be on HBO and Peacock, the streaming service. So I'm going to check that out and recap that. That's one of my favorite childhood shows. It's going to be interesting to see how they turn it into a drama, which with the backstory of that, it can be easily done. It was so much that storyline that could have been done from his past with Philly and, you know, everything. So I'm going to be covering that as well. Um this opens up and we see Drew and Lorenzo standing outside the door. We hear two people on the inside getting it on. They bust in the door. Drew takes the shot, killing Keno. And I was like, damn, that was quick. I, I was like, wanting to see more out of Kino's character. Um, I didn't think they were going to kill him off that quick, but Hey, um, they killed him off quick. And this scene has happened so damn much. Like not only in the power universe, but in movies, um, in other TV shows where you got two people in there getting it on and somebody busts up in there and get the spray This scene has happened so many times. Um, the scene that always stands out to me the most is in "Into Deep. When my man was in there getting it on and, you know what I'm saying, he had that mouth action going and they came in there and dragged his ass out. But this scene has been done so much. So Kino is dead. You got old girls sitting there doing the crying thing. And Carlito, he comes in. Lorenzo tells him with Kino out of the way of the business, they can resume and take over and everything is about to get real so <clears throat> drew goes over there he kind of like talks to the girl he like look you ain't seen nothing right and you know as he's thinking that they're gonna let her go carlito goes over there and offs her ass completely off and drew like dad Poppy, what and he like look son no loose ends that's how it go you know that's the business that's the business Also, we get to the next scene, and we see while Monet is at the bar, here comes Evelyn, who was married to Frank. And remember, Frank was the Uncle Frank. They called him Uncle Frank in season one. Uh, He ended up getting out of jail, but he was, um, you know, an informant. Kane ended up finding out. He killed them in... Evelyn is played by Laura Vallez, who played Nina on New York Undercover. And New York Undercover was one of my favorite, 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 favorite shows from the 90s. Um, I do want to do a special thing on a pod one night, but I don't want to say it yet. But I got something coming planned around New York Undercover. But that was one of my favorite shows. So it was really good to see her. And she walks in and she like last time I seen Frank, he was on his way to see you, and Monet, like, look, from what we was hearing, he had just got out of jail, and he was talking, and we all know the rules of the game, Evelyn, so Evelyn, like, well, you know, now me and my sons got to fall up under their father's sins, so Monet ends up handing her some money to try to make her family whole again, but you know, I'm sure they didn't introduce her just to it, for it to be over and done with. She distinctively says, tell Lorenzo to be careful out there. So I imagine that, um, <clears throat> I imagine they'll introduce her again. And just a side note, I'm going to get back to recapping, but... <laughs> They are bringing in extra people like Evelyn and, you know, just people randomly who are disappearing but it's leaving storyline open. And the reason why I think they're doing it is because these are going to be future storylines. Because we got to realize Councilman Tate show is coming out. It's going to be Power Book 5 called Influence. A lot of these people probably like Jenny, possibly Sax, um, Whitman possibly carry they're probably going to go over there to councilman's take show so a lot of that with the politics and you know in the courtroom it's probably going to go to influence and then all of these people that they're bringing in probably with the two-bit and all of that who just made small appearances that made a big impact, but we never seen them again, they'll probably come back to finish up their storylines and be more productive on the show. Like they said, we're going to see way more Effie in season three. But... Lorenz Tate, when he played Councilman Tate in Original Power, he was such an unlikable character because of the way he came in. He came in being an asshole. You know, he didn't give a damn about Reyna's death. He tried to prophesize off of that. You know, he was very unlikable. So for to get people intrigued into his own spinoff, they had to bring him onto Power Book 2 and make him more likable, which he is killing it on this show he is killing it and Michael Rainey Jr he's killing his role as Tariq because literally let me tell y'all in the original power I cannot stand Tariq ass I couldn't stand him but that just mean he was playing his damn role good when you get a character that you absolutely can't stand that mean they are playing their role and you know I'm completely reversed I'm rooting for Rik to win in power book 2 So, you know, they took two very unlikable characters and they're making them likable in this in this show. So that was just a side note, guys. Please don't be mad at me. That was just a little side note. I'm coming. I'm coming with a recap. So we get into the next scene after Evelyn leaves. And basically, you know, those are little threat out there. Like tell Lorenzo to be careful. And we see Tariq. He meets up with Davis and Saks. They have footage of someone walking up when Ramirez, you know, the night of his murder. And Tariq looks at him and he's like, no, that that wasn't me. Matter of fact, I have an alibi. I was with Paula at the Rockefeller Center that night. So Davis is like, what? Paula? So (laughs) Sax he kind of looks... And he like, well, that's perfect. Shit, we got an alibi. You was with, you know, Paula. And Davis is like, I'm not so sure about that. And, you know, Sax, he know, he know Davis. He like, you was fucking the one you. Pretty much, pretty much. (laughs) So he tells Tariq, Sax does, like, look, somebody close to access to you is framing you. Davis tells him to lay low. He like, you need to lay, lay low, young brother lay low and Sax tell you know after Tariq leaves because you know he ain't giving up no information Sax want to know everything but Tariq ain't finna give up no information to Sax. because he talking and we gonna talk about that tarik talking a little t- too damn much and i'm gonna need him to stop he, he first of all last week when effie was asking him all of them questions we know we can't trust effie that's hurricane effie and he he pretty much basically said he had to do what he had to do. When Tamika asked these questions, he basically said he had to do what he had to do. I'm gonna need Tariq to just shut the fuck up before he get caught. And after he leaves, Davis is like... For the first time, he might be innocent. And he doesn't want to say anything. And Davis is more street savvy. We know Davis comes from a past, especially when they're bringing in and introducing his brother. And that's probably going to play more in season three. But um, he like, look, you don't know the street sex. That's just the thing. You coming from a prosecution side, you don't know the streets. He probably can't say anything. So... We get into the next scene. And Monet is sitting at the table. She's sitting on her, you know, she just sitting there sipping on her some henny, henny, hen. And Lorenzo and Drew walks in. And she she like, where the hell y'all been? Y'all ain't show up for dinner. And you know, Drew apologizes. He goes upstairs. And she like, Look, you had I can tell you have my son in danger. And he like, look, Mo, we gotta quit babying him you know, this is, this is the game we in, you know, we didn't, we didn't sign up to run no damn car wash, so she goes on and tell him, like, look, I got an exit plan, Zeke is about to get drafted, and he like, no, absolutely, absolutely not, I refuse, I'm not finna live off no other fucking man, because at the end of the day, Lorenzo, he don't know Zeke, that's, Technically, his nephew. Like they're running it right now, but he didn't grow up raising him like a little nephew. He don't. He, that's just another man to him. He ain't finna live off him. So he is like absolutely not. So we get into the next scene, and we go back at Stansfield. We get to Reek and Braden and they are going through the book from his father's and he makes it to the picture that he really needs and he like this is the one this is the one I need (laughs) Brayden Brayden like no bro no bro this will destroy my father and Tariq like what he like no bro I'm your ride or die but this will destroy us Tariq like hmm you're always going on about how you hate the way your family move. And now your true colors is coming out to where you just like them. You complain about white privilege, but when white privilege might be taken away from you, you crumble. You get, you get scared. Brayden goes in defense mode, and I don't think Tariq told no lies. I really don't. I really don't. I do understand wanting to protect your family, but remember... Braden is supposed to have, like, this whole demeanor, right? So they kind of go, you know, back and forth. And then Tariq, he takes the picture. Well, he takes the information. He don't take the picture yet, but he takes the information to Tate. He tells Tate, like, look, it was a Halloween picture of this fool Sweeney (laughs) dressed like O.J. Simpson with Braden's dad in a headlock as Nicole and – never mind i was about to go there but yeah i do know we actually do have a governor in place right now i forgot the state that he's in but it was all over the news uh this was like two years ago i think it was two years ago where he got caught with blackface back at a party so this did happen and the guy is in office now i can't remember what state that was in but it was all over the news and Tate is like, where the picture? I need the picture. And then, you know, tarika's like, I'm gonna give it to you, but I gotta make sure this don't hurt the Westons. Man, if Tate didn't go old school like he was playing old dog from Minister Society with a little bit of his character from dead presidents, he like, fuck what you told your little punk ass friend. you won't trial for murder nigga and i'm the only one who can help you get your sister back and i'm like right 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 Tate told no lies fuck brayton you won't trial for murder double homicide for a cop you better hand over that damn picture hell not to mention rick sweeney almost shot your ass when y'all was playing deer hunting at the first of the episode so hand over the picture so we get another scene and we go into the class session and y'all know I love the little class sessions where we talk about ethics and everything and when Tariq walks in Carrie looks like she's seen a ghost when she sees him she whispers to Tate she's like what judge would let him out on bail and you know Tate I have no idea Carrie (laughs) so the class discussion is should we make decisions for other people without their consents and while they're talking about that lauren mumbles like you know she like like professors who try to manipulate their students and you know carrie did you say something lauren so the class, you know, they discuss. You get the the one dude who always got something to say. You got Rishandria. They go back and forth. Tariq, you know, he puts his little stance on it. And the truth ends up coming out about Lauren's room being raided as well with drugs. We get Carrie and Tate they throw a jab at each other when he talk about the voters and she talked about shady politicians who make deals behind their backs. So we get a, you know, a nice class session. This one was short and sweet. And when it ends after class Tariq, you know, he follows after Lauren really fast and he asking her like, why you ain't tell me about drugs being caught in your room. And she kind of brushes him off. Like you don't tell me a lot of shit. And they have, they talk, we see, uh, the professor bitch she's stalking them from a distance watching everything and you know lauren kind of brushes them off she like look i gotta go write my speech for this memorial and i probably shouldn't even be seen with you and you didn't care about our relationship ending, so goodbye tariq so she dips out on tariq and we go into the next scene and davis meets up with paula But he put his ring in his pocket before he made it up to her. They had already released this clip. So I had seen this one a couple days ago. and This scene was funny as hell. She was like, look, it's not a fucking, it's not a fucking, you know, ethical bone in your body you are unethical as shit and this is the same thing Carrie said at the end of the episode they kind of go back and forth and he like you know was you with Tariq or not Now, she was with Tariq, but she says, you know, she looked at the files. Tariq had enough time to meet with her and kill Ramirez. And plus, she not finna get on stand because what's she gonna say? That they were discussing that she had found a videotape of him being illegally filmed by Saks about him talking about killing his own father. So, you know, that's just out the window. And plus, she like, you know what? Get Tariq a deal. He's a murderer and you're just full of shit she pours the drink all over his shoes she walk away and he's sitting there looking like that's a bad bitch right there <laughs> so we get into the next scene and we see davis meets up with Tariq and sax and he tells them that paula is not in a friendly mood right now so that alibi they were you know hoping for they won't get it Tariq tells them about lauren and you know, how they might've used her, you know, Tariq is using his brain on that one. He kind of, he ain't put it together about the wire, but now he's starting to think. And, you know, he ends up telling them like, look, I was at my big mama house and they like, oh, the big mama who you said was an alcoholic. And he tells them like, you know, Yaz knows I was there, but I definitely don't want her on the stand. She's a kid. So after, you know, he mentions Lauren. Sax is like, how does she look? He shows them the picture of them. And when he leaves, uh, Sax tells Davis that Lauren, she was in Jenny's office. So that's probably going to come to good use for them. We also see Drew and Everett, they're back in his room. And while they're in there, he gets a knock at the door and it's Detective Whitman. Now, we ain't seen Whitman in a couple of episodes. He shows up. He just wants to ask a couple questions about the shooting with Zeke. Because remember, Everett ran his damn big-ass mouth last season. Everett, he could tell Everett is nervous, like somebody else might be in that room. And he gives him his card. And then when he comes back in the room, he like, Drew like, he'll be back. He'll definitely be back. So we get into the next scene. And damn it, if Mecca don't know how to get straight to the point, he know how to get straight to the point, child. He walks up to Zeke. He like, you wanna play one on one? He like, no, man, I'm just you no know, working on my form right now. He like, one foot, one foot, half size bigger than the other, right? It runs in our family. And Zeke like, what? Our our family? And he like, I'm Dante Spears. And I'm your father. Shows him the tattoo of how Zeke got his name. The book of Ezekiel. He like, ask your mother. She was with me when I got it. I was 16. And Zeke is like, man, come on with that bullshit. You ain't my dad. He like, no, ask your mother. (laughs) So Zeke is puzzled, but what else is new for Zeke? And he walks off and it goes to Monet's house and Diana, she's sitting there, you know, she back in school. So she got a little laptop out. She getting her study on, she getting her class, you know, work done. Monet busts right in front of her. She like, get the fuck out my way, little girl. <laughs> Damn, Monet. And you know, Diana is like, Ma, what's wrong with you? Why, why are you so stressed out? And why she's saying that? And, you know, Monet is explaining how she got to go meet with the agent. Diana sees the text message from D somebody named D which is Dante Mecca and he's saying we have to talk about him nay so Miss Diana definitely will put the pieces together and I'll break that down at the end we'll talk about um, the previews for the next episode which I have a theory and um, you know it's just a lot so Monet walks off, and that's putting stuff in Diana head as soon as she see that text message. So we also see Carrie is um listening to, you know, the ver is like a fake version of Clubhouse, and all of the students are talking about <laughs> talking about her like, like the sex addict she is. They putting everything together. they talking about her sleeping with Jabari, how his first book was basically based off of her is talking about a sex addict so they're putting everything together they're talking about the rumors of her sleeping with zeke and tate walks in when tate walks in he asks her like why wasn't i invited to the memorial and she like look we was keeping it small but whoever really knew jabari now as they're talking uh dean juan he comes in and he excuses tate but you know tate he gonna act like he leaving, but he gonna go fucking ear hustle. While he ear hustling? He hear Dean Juan saying, you know, it might not be best for you to do this speech. You might want to reconsider. It's a lot of speculation and rumors going on about you about the school. Now with Tate ear hustling, he busts back in there being Professor Savahole. He giving a speech about feminism sexism and all type of other shit just so he can get a plus plus one to the dinner so the dean reconsiders he let carrie do the speech and basically tate he is her plus one so he get to go but he only trying to get there for one reason and we gonna get to that so after that we get into the next scene and miss mo she bursts in zeke's room yelling at him about missing a meeting with the agent and he ain't trying to hear nothing she's saying. His mind is all everywhere else. He like, look, I ain't thinking about the age and shit right now. I'm trying to go. I got to go see my mom. And she like, yeah, ma. now, right before the Princeton game. And he like, look, some, some light-skinned dude came up to me talking about he my daddy. And she, <laughs> she like, huh? Sit down, Z. He like, no, I got to go, ain't tea." She like, sit down, Z. No, I got to go, ain't tea. Sit the fuck down, Z. <laughs> She went like she was his mama right there. So Zeke sit down and she lies her ass off. She like, look, I'm going to keep it real with you. Your dad, he in prison. And he ain't never getting out. And that's all I know. I've been trying to warn you. What you about to enter the draft, snakes will come. And this dude just looking for a come up, Zeke. Don't trust them. Who you going to trust? Some stranger or your auntie? Now we know Z, you're right, auntie. You're right. You're right. I trust you, auntie. Okay. So, she storms straight over to Mecca's. She like, we had an agreement, and he like, you broke our agreement. And you forced my hand. So, we get a little more history with those two. We see that she was 16 when she gave birth to Zeke or when she got pregnant, should I say. And she like, look, I was 16. You don't think I had people making choices for me? Now, things like this happen all the time back in the day especially in black families (laughs) child but it happened all the time back in the day you got pregnant back in the day you went out of town for a couple months you gave birth and somebody in that family raised that child so i'm thinking when more and more comes out they probably were head over heels in love she got pregnant possibly her parents sent her down south she might have had an older sister and that older sister raised her son that's what I'm thinking and then with Mecca he probably was you know 16 in trouble got caught up went to jail and thought she left and he probably got the offer like look you want to go to the military and that's where he went to the military and became this man and he didn't became and recruited soldiers along the way because Mecca has money he has connections, and he has real assassins in his corner, so all this power and all this stuff he got, it definitely came from the military, and, you know, she probably didn't know where he went because he disappeared, and he probably was thinking she disappeared, so, you know, who knows, but I'm thinking probably when she got back, she got she met Lorenzo, he taught her the game, she told him she had never been with anybody, and they created their family but she still has Zeke who she took on as her nephew and brought him to live with her when uh he was a teenager so we get into the next scene and Tariq meets up with Tamika for help about getting Yaz on the stand now as they're talking she gets to showing him pictures of all of the murders from the original power who were committed by either his dad or Tommy or either on behalf of ghost orders we see Maria Maria we haven't seen her in a long time and remember she was on the first episode of ghost when ghost let her go but killed their boyfriend and it kind of was parallel to this power when it came on the first scene was lorenzo and drew busting in that room and not leaving this girl as a witness a lot of stuff would have been saved if they would have killed maria off on the first episode of the original power and then this was like a parallel episode with they weren't taking those chances even though it was you know new people and they killed their girlfriend off or whoever Keno was smashing at the first part so she shows a picture of maria dead body remember maria was killed by tommy lakeisha which lakeisha was killed by uh tasha and it shows a picture of lobos who was killed by tommy and ghost so she like look after your dad died we thought the murders were stopped but for some reason bodies just keep appearing all around you so she tells him like look Tariq, you are smart and you have a chance to be even better or smarter than your father ever was take a deal and he he kind of admits to killing jabari like i had to do it if you don't shut your ass up, Tariq, shut the fuck up. Is <laughs> she telling him, like, look, I can get you a deal. You give me the other name. You know, when you get out, you'll be in your 20s. And he like, I can't do that, Tamika. You asking me to snitch? And then that's going to leave Yaz in the system. And not only that, her and Big Mama in danger. So this was a really, really, really good scene. I liked it, Tamika and Tariq talking. And you can kind of tell that she wants to really look out for him. Like, she, like, cares about his future. And, you know, he was dealt a bad hand, she feels like, from his parents. So, we get into the next scene. And we see the big meeting. We first meet Mecca's hit woman. And she was the lady who was in the court, uh the was it the Camaro when they was listening to um Can You Stand in the Rain? And she got out the car at Monet's house when you know he was giving signals to Monet. Uh Drew and Lorenzo arrived. Kane, like nobody invited you, Drew. And you know, Mecca, he like, you know, we could show her spillability, you know. Um basically these two meet Mecca planted real smooth. Real smooth. Lorenzo going on about how he wanna take over Queens and you know he's trying to get his soldiers together now. And Mecca gives him a a deal of a lifetime. Like, look, I'm gonna let all products stop and go to you. And I'll even give you some soldiers for an extra cut. So this ain't nothing but a setup mecca ain't giving him all of this shit for nothing this was a light jab at monet because he cut her basically completely off through Kane. and he is not just giving lorenzo all of this for nothing and he gave him his his soldiers to get the job done no 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 mecca is a chess player and he is playing chess and we will see where this is going i'm sure you know play out probably in episode 10 or nine, but Mecca didn't do this for, this is a straight setup. We just got to see how Lorenzo come out of it. So <clears throat> we see um <clears throat> at the, the Memorial Service alumni, Carrie tries to talk to Lauren and Lauren ain't buying it. Lauren don't trust Carrie no more. She don't like Carrie as she should, and you know she tries to warn her like you got to be careful about Tariq, and she like Tariq just might be a product of people making decisions for him. And I never thought about it that way. So they kind of go back and forth. but Chandria, she break it up like, am I interrupting something here? And you know it's all good. Now we have the Westons at the table, and <laughs> the brother Chase. <laughs> He's like, why are we even fucking here? Did either of us know this jabbery guy? I don't know why that was funny to me because it's just like how rich people be, you know, they got a safe face if they own some type of board or something to act like they care about the people who they don't care about. But the father is like, look, I sit on the alumni board and this will be a good look. This is what good alumni do. Braden he is like the total opposite of his family so he like look I'm about to go get me some lobster tails I'll be back and the father <clears throat> he like okay so when councilman Tate walks in he goes over there they shake hands and he like hey councilman Tate you know and Tate being Tate he like look I just wanted to give you a heads up about a photo that might be coming out your boy Rick Sweeney and you know, I might can stop it if you have him stand down. So, Mister Weston, he like I don't do good to blackmail. He said, "Oh, but you do do good to blackface, you son of a bitch." <laughs> True, Councilman Tate's form, like he walks off. That was fly right there. I liked it. That scene, that was real fly. So that's not doing anything but walking us into. The tv show influenced by tate so i'm loving on how they're building all of this up and a lot of these characters they will go to influence so um we get another scene in brashandria and lauren they go on stage they introduce carrie for her speech and the whole room is whispering about carrie as she goes on she's kind of cracking on this speech she can tell everybody is talking about her. They're like, they're like, I heard she sleep with students. Well, I heard his book was based off of her. And she completely runs off stage. She 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 just broke. She broke right there. And the brother Chase, he starts obnoxiously clapping. Everybody else started clapping, child. Tate runs to give her a pep talk and whatever. So we go into the next scene. And Lauren goes to see Tariq and apologize. And probably, she probably was going to end up admitting about wearing a wire. But Diana showed up. And he dismissed Lauren with the quickness. He like, look, that's cool and all, Lauren. But my lawyer said I should not even be talking to you. Goodbye. He closes the door on Lauren's face. Lauren is pissed. So, Diana go in there, you know, she's talking about everything going on with Drew, everything going on with Kane, with her mom and dad not being on the same page, and, you know, on and on and on. It's like, Diana, why are you really here? I'm tired of everybody, you know, trying to play me. Just keep it real. She tells him, like, she only wanted to go to Stansfield because he was there. <sighs> Child, they start kissing. He asks her, is she Sure. And she becomes a full woman, giving her innocence away to Mr. Tariq. She chooses to lose her virginity to him. Now, don't forget last episode, he was just smashing Effie. And remember, I just told y'all, I said when Effie get mad, she turned into fucking Hurricane Effie. So, B, B, when Effie will find out they smashed, and Effie will do something to hurt Tariq. Please believe <laughs> something's gonna come out of that. Pay attention to Effie. So we get into the next scene and we see Drew. He's sitting down watching cartoons. And Kane come and just block the TV being petty. <laughs> and he like, what is your problem? You was trying to block me away from the meeting and everything. And Kane, like, you really feeling yourself not a poppy out. And he like. You know, Drew kind of clapped back like, look, you're just a guard dog with a new master. They throw jabs. And he mentions like, look, you're not even built to run shit because if I'm smart enough to put in how the badge got into Reek's room, you think the cops won't? Everything is going good with just the jab throwing until Kane mentions Everett drew he fucking goes off they get the fighting now they're trying to make drew like a character like michael Corleone from the godfather remember he didn't really want to be in the life he was had himself together he was off on the service and when his father was gunned down that's when he stepped in but they're trying to do drew a similar way and even Courtney Kemp admitted it in one of her lives that she does every Tuesday at 5 p.m on her Instagram page guys check that out It's really really good especially for aspiring writers like me I love listening to her so um they get the fight and Lorenzo he comes out he breaks it up Kane basically busts out Everett being a snitch and Lorenzo like look what I tell you earlier no loose ends so that put something in uh, Drew's brain right there. So we get to the pre-hearing and we see, yes, she looking fly with her little Burberry on. And she gets questioned by Davis. She answers everything perfect until Jenny starts questioning her and, you know, attracting everything that she just said. Um, Tariq, he instantly, nope leave her alone. She ain't going on stand. He is very protective over his sister. This is the last person he has left out of his family. Ghost is dead. Raina is dead. Tasha is in witness protection. He is very overprotective over his baby sister. So after that, we get Monet. Her and Kane meet up. He tells her, Mecca cut off all supply. And this is the only how they can pay Davis. So she basically is pissed and she like, what the fuck you going to do about this? We we going to get to that. We going to see what he has, what he does, what he chooses to do about this. So we get into the next scene and Tamika, she meets with Sax and she pleads with him. Like, look, we have to help Tariq. There is still a little bit of good in him. And if we don't, he can become a bigger monster than his father ever was. So sex true colors come out because he like look you know how i feel about tariq he still got a heart on for never locking ghost up and he can't stand tariq so it'll make him feel justified to lock tariq up pretending he ghost because everything that the prosecution team with sax and angela and greg and all of them they all lost out on so much from ghost and he's taking that out on Tariq. Because Tariq really ain't never really did too much to acts, It's mainly Ghost. So we go into the next scene and we see Drew. He goes on a mission from pressure from home. Because, you know, the little argument, the fight he got into with Kane. And his dad mentioned Everett. Kane mentioned, you better do something for somebody else do. And he acts like he's going to kill Everett. But when he sees him talking... He gets out. It's a busy street, mind you. (laughs) You got your phone tracking you. Your face is halfway covered up. This would have been dumb as hell if he would have pulled that trigger. But as he's following Everett, looking like he wants to shoot him, Everett texts him, he misses him. He gets emotional. He decides not to. He's like, I miss you too. I'm coming to see you. So who knows if when he got to the room, if he killed him or not. But I don't see Everett going to season two. We're going to the next scene. Diana goes back home, she talks to Zeke, and she like, what you doing here? He like, auntie thought it would be best if I stayed here for the night. Some Rick Fox nigga said he might be my dad. Child, when he said that, it reminded me of when when Monet got him from jail. And she said, Zeke's upstairs resting (laughs) zeke is the golden child i don't zeke is her golden child job so she got zeke hiding out so dante can't find him and diana is going to put everything together diana is definitely going to put everything together um the next scene this was very dumb of Kane. remember monet just asked him like what the fuck you gonna do and when davis he gets into that nice ass bentley must i say and Kane got his dumb ass in the back. He put the gun up to Davis' head. Davis plays it cool. Davis is street savvy. Davis tells him, like, look, they don't care shit about this professor nigga. But a cop killer, that's who they after. And we wouldn't even be in this situation if you wouldn't have planted that fucking badge. And me protecting Tariq is protecting you. So he enlightens Kane. Kane gets his happy ass out the car. And before Davis can pull off, he like, tell your mama I said hi, Kane. Letting him know, I know who the fuck you is. So, we get into the next scene. And Lorenzo, he surprises us. He throws a nice romantic evening to make up for all the years that Monet had to come up upstate. You know, make love in that cold bed with that old lingerie on. And... You know, he makes it up to her. And you can tell she a little happy right there. She like, he like, did you stop everything with Tariq? It's been taken care of. So they get it on. They get it on. He got a little romantic mood set. And when he had his shirt off, that tattoo he had on his stomach, It reminded me of something from the original Power. I just can't remember. Somebody who was either in Ghost's crew or one of his, you know, dudes who he was beefing with. They had that same tattoo. It was either one of the other crews or something. I cannot remember. But if y'all remember, let me know. Inbox me or something, you know. But I'm telling y'all, he had, um, that was the same tattoo. But moving on, we see the other crew. Uh, they partying. Now, I'm thinking this is somebody who was probably connected with Kino or just somebody other, you know, hustling, getting, getting money in Queens as well. Now, Lorenzo, he has gotten other soldiers from Mecca and they go in there and they shut shit down. They off all of them. They getting rid of all the competition for Lorenzo when they're done Raquel the female assassin chick I'm sh- pretty sure she was in the military with Mecca she texts um Lorenzo it's done now by this time Lorenzo and Monet they didn't got it on all night they didn't have them some good drinks they didn't got it off so they passed the fuck out they don't hear no damn phone was going off so he get that message Monet get a message from Dante which is save D in the phone Which Diana is going to figure out He texts, can we please talk Then we go back to Tariq's room Jenny, Tamika, and sachs They go in there, they offer him a five year plan Grandma go to rehab Yeah, she get put back in the, the house of the family that she did Like Tariq, he like, you know what This is exactly what my father always did He always did what was only best for him If I take this deal I'm not. I'm. you right. I'm just. Just like him. Jenny busts out laughing. Like <laughs> she started laughing. Like this little dude is full of shit, and he just played all of us. I'll see you tomorrow in court. And Tamika is pissed because she really was trying to help reek and she like don't ever call me again. Sax. He don't know what to do. He goes to the bar and have a drink. Davis meets up with him, and he like really a deal remember davis do not do deals he do all wins that's johnny cochran of power okay and <clears throat> he like look he didn't take the deal any damn way but they talk about the case and when he shows uh, davis who was lauren's uh legal representation when they got her to wear the wire and he sees it was carrie he like are you kidding me So it goes to another scene and we see Kane, he meets up with Tariq and, you know, he lets him know, like, look, supply was cut off. And Tariq is like, I got to get this money. How the fuck am I going to pay my lawyer if I don't? So Kane, like, look, everybody always saying you, you the smart one. So it's a lot of money out here. Make a way. So I really think that they'll be working together next episode. And I'm going to talk about my previews. So we get into the last scene and Davis goes to see Carrie and he tells her like, look, I should hand you over to the ethics community. She laughs it off and she like, you don't have an ethical bone in your fucking body. The same thing Paula said. (laughs) And he like, what bone haven't you had in yours, Carrie? You done slept with everybody on the damn case. Whitman, me. (laughs) <laughs> zeke jabari and she like well how is your wife how is Marilyn? so i'm pretty sure we're gonna see a lot of Marilyn probably in season three we're gonna get more backstory of uh, davis so he lets her know like look you're playing a dangerous game boo and if lauren is one of you guys' witness i'm gonna crush her because Tariq, he is going free And that was my recap of episode seven, titled, Forced My Hand. Let's talk about the previews, and I am going to play the clip for next week. Hold on one second, y'all, because I want to give y'all my predictions for next week. i got to put a clip up. I'm still here. Um, Let me see here. All right, here got the clip, y'all. It's only 30 seconds. You pay me tomorrow or I let a public defender trot your ass into a 25 to light. Okay? Me hey, you really want to solve all our problems. Talk to me. I know how we can turn it up on I You've been lying us off full lives. I hope you had a good enough reason. Is Lauren Goldwyn in danger? that was good so i'm thinking one diana went off like you've been lying to us our whole lives diana is going to figure out about zeke she's going to figure out about zeke being a brother and it looked like Monet was about to well off on her head but kane stopped her i'm thinking kane and Tariq are going to work together and kane is going to come up with his master plan which is probably the dumbest thing he can do and it's going to be them putting their own crew together with with effie brayden and they're going to storm in where um in Mecca, one of his spots where he keep that big-ass plane with all his product in there, they're going to go in there and try to do, like, a robbery. And it's probably going to look like it might be the Mahona crew. But uh, and, and, and that that sets flames up and it's going to start a whole war or something. Um, I'm thinking that's going to be their plan, where they go in there, they rob it, and it's probably going to be effie Braden. That's what it looked like in that clip. This is only a prediction. I don't know. And then it's going to look like Tariq is struggling to get the money, and David's going to let him know, like, look, I'm done if you don't come up with my money by today. By today. And it also looked like Lauren's life might be in danger, and that's going to cause uh, Jenny to be asking Sax some questions. So the case might get throughout when they find out that Sax and Jenny is sleeping together at that. So next week is going to be pretty dope. I cannot wait. I hope you cannot wait. I hope you guys enjoyed the recap and i am going to leave off the way how power left off and i just want to play this for you guys because you guys know after this episode i mean after this season ends we go straight into Power Book for Force with Tommy, which I think is going to be amazing. It's going to go into that whole mafia world. And if you guys know, if you guys been following everything, I always tell you when I went to the BMF premiere and I heard uh, Wish Me Luck and I seen that Moneybag Yo and Snoop and 50 all performed it there, I played that shit 50 times a day. That is my shit to this day. I love that song. And they just released. Uh, the new uh, video and song for the Tommy's theme song. And it's fire and I want to play it. I don't know. I, 50, he know what he be doing when he make these damn hit songs for the openings to go to these shows. So it is power, powder, and respect. Like 50 Cent, Jeremiah, and Lil Dirk. They had to go straight to Chicago and get dirt. And <clears throat> I'm going to do it like Joe Budden style. Shout out to Joe Budden. You know, he do a sleeper. I'm going to play my sleeper before the end of the pod. And here is power powder and respect make sure y'all stream that we got to support everything stars power universe and 50 cent and we do that over here Uh, I just know if I stepped on, we could get the rest gone, yeah, Boy, what else you want, power, power, respect, I want that money and power, money power, money and powder, power, money and powder, power, money and powder, power, that paper, that paper, paper, yeah, I gotta stack that. Keep blinking, blinking. We might have to check that. Now, boy, when that blinking, blinking come out, you get clapped fast. Throw down with a little jump. I might just like pat, pat. Come back cameras out around your block and kick that. Come back when your funeral and progress and hit that. Hit your back, the back, the It won't even hit back. It was splash in the fashion. You can take the drip, catch you slipping, beside. slide. some difference. We hit the licks, we When you get hit, quiet down. No need for the talk. Tell me, then it's Teflon. All the dogs stepped on. We still get the rest gone. Then, what else you want? Power, power, respect. I want that money and power and power. Money, power, power. Money, power, power. Look up to me. Until I got ranked, federal time just to survive They'll pass you a shake, ain't vote Tell him free Larry and try to pardon his case When you black and rich, they be slick they Try to target your race, street You never gonna win, I'm streets and I win Riding strikers inside the trenches They be changing the beat. my brother's chasing the high Got brother's like in a And got loyalty for the fam That's the scar I came a stone that won't bring my bone Where I'm from, you can tell You can never come back home. where I'm from When the city taught me a lot, I get it all on y'all should have seen me over here dancing that was power powder respect by 50 cent jeremiah and la make sure y'all stream that that goes to Tommy show power book force coming out february it's your girl shanice and i'm out Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice. Oh, you know